0: Hello again, fiends, and welcome to Nightmare on Film Street, horror for the casually obsessed. I'm casually obsessed, and my name is John.
1: (laughs) I'm casually obsessed, and my name is Kim.
0: And hello there out to you, also casually obsessed, I assume. (laughs) This week on the podcast, we're doing something a little different. We uh, normally record... Hey, first off, it's been a minute since there's been a horror movie in the theater for us to watch, uh... I think the last big thing would have been Prey, and that was on Disney+. What are you talking
1: Nope was a horror movie. That was in July. Was
0: it? It is fucking September. Whoa. The whole summer went by. There was nothing for us to watch. <laughs> but it, <laughs> horror movies are back on the big screen. We saw Barbarian, and normally uh, we uh, do these drive home from the drive-in reviews for the Fiend Club at Patreon, but because we are in the middle of the Friday the 13th franchise recap, Midnight at Camp Blood. Uh, we thought we'd talk about Barbarian in the regular podcast feed with you here today.
1: And also, spoiler alert: it's a really fucking good movie, and we just want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you are new to the drive home from the drive-ins, we watch the film. We do not talk about it, even if it's like super awkward drive home. We live now an hour from a movie theater that was playing it.
0: Oh yeah, this was not this. This was a tough when we lived 15 minutes from the movie theater. Now it's just like so. Uh... How was your day today? (laughs) Like, just trying to... Don't talk to me. (laughs) Yeah, just boring small talk all the way home. You know,
1: when we first started doing these, and we were super ambitious about, like, keeping the integrity of the drive home from the drive-in and actually recording them on the drive home from the theater and or drive-in. Yeah. And then we had to do one... We could
0: start doing that. We have (laughs) enough time now.
1: Yeah, but we dealt with one single Canadian winter in the car. Oh, yeah. Because we have to keep the air off so that the audio quality is not as terrible as... It's pretty bad, but, you know, the the fan makes it even worse. And mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. froze our little butts off, and mm-hmm. we're like how about we just keep the spirit of it in that we don't talk about the movie and then we get back to the recording studio and record. Shit,
0: why, why have we not even bothered to think that we could just fake it? We could put, I could make the audio sound worse. I could put fake car sounds in. It could be an immersive experience. Like, oh, it's like you're here in our shitty little car.
1: <laughs> you would be the worst distracted driver, though, because you'd be screaming and shouting and be like, is he actually driving?
0: <laughs> just a it's like throughout the entire episode, it sounds like the gas pedal is going further and further down to the floor, and every episode ends with a crash.
1: <laughs> sounds of people like screaming at you and honking. Sounds fun. But I was, t- I was talking about the structure of the drive home from the drive-in, so yeah. uh, this is going to be a full spoiler episode, but at the top of the show, you're still safe to listen because John is going to tell you three good things about Barbarian to convince you to watch it if you haven't seen it, if you're on the fence, or uh, if you just, uh, I don't know, Need need some caj- cajoling.
0: This is real tough because I don't like to spoil anything. That's why with I threw these... it on you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm feeling up to the task. I think I could do this. It is number one. It is a movie that continues to surprise you. Time and time again, you think you get a, you think you got a read on it, and then it changes, or or it adds a new little detail, and you're like, wait, what am I watching now? So, it, I guess in some regard, it breaks that boring standard template structure of every fucking horror movie that you've yes, watched in the last ten years.
1: I will definitely say that this film is served in chapters. And that is
0: something I didn't want to say because I thought it'd be a spoiler. (laughs) You think that's a
1: spoiler? There's just there's very defined segments of the film. And I think that's such a breather.
0: Yeah. Number two, creepy basement inside a basement. That's in the trailer. Not a spoiler at all. If you've seen the trailer for Barbarian, I'm about to play the audio for it in a few seconds here. Creepy basement. With a hidden door that leads to a a deeper cave, just like carved into the fucking rock of the
1: earth. Yeah, if there's anything that horror movies have taught us, it's that basements are bad. Basements within basements, monumentally not good.
0: Yeah, real, real bad. Uh, Third, I'm going to say a great performance from Bill Skarsgård.
1: I love Bill Skarsgård. Yeah,
0: it's been a minute since we've seen him in something not covered in makeup and red balloons, and he is a great addition to this movie because you don't know, you never know whether or not you can trust him.
1: Yes, he's suspicious the entire way through. And you fall in love with him, but you're still suspicious of him. Yeah,
0: he's a real wild card. Great casting choice. Also, I just think his performance is subtly brilliant. Like He looks like a really awkward person that was just taken from the real world and put in front of a camera. He's he's a good actor is what it comes down to. Um, Those are three... Very vague, non-spoilery reasons to go check out this movie. It is it is not selling anything at all about what is brilliant about this movie, but I think that's, that is what I think is, is probably one of my favorite things about this movie, is that it is a huge surprise, and not knowing anything going in was such a great experience, and I don't want to take that away from anybody. It was
1: maybe one of the funnest theater experiences I've had. I will say this year, I think the last time I had this much fun in the theater was Malignant.
0: Yeah, and we saw it with a packed house too, so it was uh, we 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 definitely got a good read from everybody else in the theater going like, "What the fuck?" My favorite fucking part about this movie was when there's there's a door that like locks when it closes, and the character knows that the door locks when it closes, but still walks away from it, and everybody's like, "Don't fucking do that!" <laughs> like the entire theater was like, "That fucking idiot! The door's gonna lock!" Like that was a lot of fun. Like we everybody all had was door on. Anxiety. Yeah, you're we like, "What are you doing?" Like, be smart here. Um, Oh, man, yeah, this movie, huge, huge uh, surprises ahead. We're about to get into it, because I honestly, I don't think we can talk about it without talking about what's what's so surprising and weird about it. So this is your last warning, if you haven't seen it. We're going to talk about it.
1: Yeah. gonna We're, going to, we're yeah. going to talk about it. We're not going to do what's keeping us creepy this week. I just want no. to shout out the 31 Day Horror Challenge has started. Go download your, your images, your uh, official challenge documents at nofspodcast.com slash horror challenge. There's also a giveaway that we started for the Ultimate Horror Book Nook, and it's super dope. I want to win it. Uh, even though I can't because I am making it. Uh, But that's at nofspodcast.com slash horror challenge. Please play. It's so much fun. Every year we do this for the entire month of October, and it's super fun.
0: Okay, we're going to toss it over to the trailer for Barbarian, and we're going to be right back to talk full spoilers. Last chance. Hit pause if you haven't seen it. Go watch it. You're going to love it.
1: What's that thing, like the... Dare all ye who enter here. Abandon all hope. Yeah.
0: No. <laughs> Abandon all hope, ye who have not avoided spoilers. <laughs> oh, you've gotta be kidding me. Yeah.
1: This is 476 Barbary, right?
0: Yeah, I'm renting this place. No, I booked it a month ago. Are you sure you have the right place? Yeah. Who am we supposed to do? Why don't you come inside? And we'll call these idiots. Why don't you just crash here? Oh, no. I don't know if you got a great look at this neighborhood, but I don't think you should be out there by yourself. It's dry and there's a lock on the door. By the way, I'm Keith. Tess. You take the bedroom, and I'll sleep out here on the couch. Please?
1: This is perfectly
0: natural. Okay, so early days. This movie has only just come out, but as you know, like the the big newspapers have been publishing reviews for the last few days. We've got uh, approximately sixty reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, and it is currently holding a ninety three percent rating.
1: Good for Barbarian,
0: right? Uh, I keep
1: wanting so to say Barbarian because of Barbarian Sound Studio. Good for. Barbarian.
0: Yeah. It also holds a 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb and a 3.8 on Letterboxd. That is Thursday, the weekend that the movie comes out. So chances are it's going to look completely different in a week from now. Yeah, you get let a chance the public get it. their
1: hands on it. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually really stoked because uh, we went on the Thursday preview and our theater was packed. Yeah. We just sit up in like those ugly front seats where you're like, this is too close to the screen. I thought it was great. I it was. We were
0: sitting perfectly close to the it screen. It was not bad. <laughs> Setup for this movie is real simple, right? Like I think even when we watched the trailer a few weeks ago, I was like, ah, "I've seen that movie before." This person shows up at an Airbnb, it's double booked. There's already somebody there. Maybe he's creepy. Maybe he's totally trustworthy. But then, oh, you find something scary in the basement. Horror happens. That does. When I saw this trailer, I saw. I thought, okay, I'm gonna watch it because I watch everything, but pff, not. 100% looking forward to this one. Uh, not that I like I knew every twist and turn, or I thought that I could predict every twist and turn, but I just figured, I've seen this type of movie before, I don't have to get my hopes up.
1: I honestly fell in love with it from the title card and the trailer. I couldn't remember anything about the trailer other than like flashlights and basements, mm. uh, but the title card very much reminded me of the Insidious title card, sure. which very much harkened me back to my favorite theater experience of all time. Yep. Seeing Insidious and the title card coming up with all of those crazy violin sounds and like having the pee ready to leave my body. Okay. Or, you know, my ghost, whoever. But, you know, we can just PG it up. Yeah. I was expecting it to be super scary and just a fucking ride. And you were like, Kim, don't have your hopes up so high. Uh, you're going to be disappointed. I mean, and- it's
0: been our downfall for so many movies.
1: <laughs> I like not my favorite movie of all time, but I thought it was fucking fantastic. I had a great time.
0: Yeah. It was a blast.
1: Did you think I was making another point? I was not.
0: No, cool. I just
1: wanted to say that it had a dope title card.
0: Good. That's all Kim needs. Just a fun title (laughs) card, maybe a cool poster.
1: Three seconds of an hour and a half movie. I'm like, that title card was great. Four to four.
0: Uh, a, a real fun sidebar here. Uh, pfft, I don't know. Just as I'm reaching for the door, we were almost late to the movie. We, you know, we got in while the trailers were playing. Big friggin' deal. Uh, I'm reaching to the door to open it, and Kim's like, whoa, "Whoa, whoa, hold on a second. Can you hold my pop? And can you get out of the way? I want to take a photo of the fucking poster. You're just you're in love with the with the poster with the title card. The movie could have been garbage, and you would have been like that title card though. Oh, <laughs> so nice that title. We card. talk
1: so much on. On this podcast about how we love a vibe and this was a vibe i was feeling the, the er- font
0: was a vibe i had
1: the vibe <laughs> it was like an early james wan days i was just like living in i don't know my spooky spirit how often do you get to go to a, like the movie theater to see a horror film that you Every don't week. really know <laughs> let me finish my sentence that you don't really know a whole lot about and peep in word of mouth is fucking good like we've heard from a few of our well-trusted horror f- friends associates that it's a good movie <laughs>
0: okay i don't know why we had to plinko down from just the word friends well trusted horror friend associates like yeah we've heard from a few I'm friends arguing that here. Have seen i'm arguing i'm making
1: uh, these are my footnotes i'm trying to i'm okay. i'm trying to prove a point here that the font was a vibe <laughs> got it why are we fighting
0: <laughs> I'm not sure I, th- I think it's just hard to talk it's hard to talk about this movie without just being like yo there's a fucking like monster living in the basement of this house like a full on Castle Freak style monster It
1: was totally Castle Freak down there Castle Freak meets The Descent
0: Yeah, we happened to be because I'm always trying to get Kim to do it on the podcast, talking about Castle Freak on the way to go see this fucking movie I want to talk about Castle Freak, I love Castle Freak, I think it's like a modern day Universal Monsters movie Look at him
1: pigeonholing it on the podcast even after I said no. (laughs) And
0: I would love to pair it with a, uh, I don't know, maybe a dark man or a basket case
1: <laughs> maybe eventually soon
0: yeah now now that i've now that I've put it on wax <laughs> you see the people that are going to come out for castle freak it's a lot of fun but more, more than more than the castle freak design of it the one thing i couldn't get out of my head the whole time is that the monster living in the cellar be- underneath this house looked a lot like Marilyn Manson circa 1997, like, like Antichrist superstar, Marilyn Manson. Like, do you remember the music video for Beautiful People? When he
1: had like the bodysuit on and he was like, would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. No, that's "Ah!" that's
0: mechanical animals, Marilyn Manson. I'm talking two years before that.
1: Was that the top hat? Like the big fuzzy, like what is it? Those party animal.
0: I think that was mob scene.
1: <laughs> I don't know. The there eras. are so many
0: eras of Marilyn Manson.
1: <laughs> then there was also the pool party era. I think that was the beautiful people era. The pool
0: party, era. yeah,
1: where he would... <laughs> where he had like giant floaties and stuff.
0: Is that the I don't like the drugs era? <laughs> I don't
1: know. What what era are we even talking about? Mob the scene. The era no.
0: we're talking about is the gaunt, veiny. Uh, hairless (laughs) contact lenses near death era of Marilyn Manson okay. the era where the back of the CD cover if I remember correctly uh, has a photo of him and his bandmates and he has a catheter that has two masks going off to the people beside him
1: I don't like that at all
0: (laughs) <laughs> it was a weird time. and uh, Put I'm that
1: back in the basement. Not,
0: yeah, right, exactly. Not surprised at all that my dad was not happy about me listening to that album growing up.
1: Yeah, but you were just doing it because he had like just found God, and you were like, <laughs> wait till you see what 13 is like. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I do really love the setup of of this movie because of how suspicious you are and it's entirely set up that way for you to just have your magnifying glass out the entire first 35 minutes and it really doesn't let up. It doesn't give you anything. It doesn't drop. It doesn't twist. It doesn't turn. It just lets you stew in your own suspicion. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the characters are great. Like, I fucking love Tess and Keith. I would have been totally fine if nothing bad happened. They were getting along. They were, you know, sharing a bottle of wine over their mishappenstance of how they were double booked in this room. And it's in a sketchy neighborhood. And I wanted them to fall in love and get married and have babies and make a documentary together. And... Then they live happily ever after.
0: <laughs> I mean, that almost happens. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Keith does not make it out. Fucking Janet Lee move. Bill Skarsgård gets his goddamn head crushed in twenty minutes. And into that's this movie. the
1: final, like, the final hurrah where he's finally, you know, proved to be a decent guy. Literally,
0: I up until the second that he was killed, I was like, ah, he could still be in on this. Whatever oh, this, whatever like, this weird situation oh, is, he like, might still no, be the bad guy. We have guy. to go
1: this way. We have to go this way. And she's like, no, but. The- stairs up are this way and he's like you can't go that way and I was like he bad he bad right like (laughs) why
0: is he so interested in going back down into this basement she says she found a fucking secret hidden room with a gross ass mattress and a goddamn tape recorder pointed at it a bloody handprint on the wall and he's like I don't know I mean I could I could still sleep here tonight you
1: found a bed in a bucket I can't run out of here for a bed in a bucket
0: I know how hard up is he for an Airbnb I, I guess we've established that
1: He's hard up for an Airbnb. I
0: guess so. Yeah, like there there's a convention in town. So all the hotels are booked and he's part of some music collective from New York who's looking for a new place to squat in Detroit. Is the, that's the vibe I got, yeah, right? Yeah,
1: but fancy squat. Like Portland, Oregon squat.
0: When when would you leave? Like in this in this scenario, you show up like okay, like just walk me through your steps. When do you turn around and go I'm not staying here? Um And you're there by yourself. You're not there with me. It's not a situation that the two of us have walked into.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't have stayed there. Period.
0: Like, you wouldn't have have made friends Mm -mm. with
1: Keith. I would have taken the interstate back. And then if it was too late to do that, I would have driven to the largest gas station on the interstate and just slept there. Okay. I, I don't think I would have been able to... Go in there and then like calling only one hotel and be like, oh, you know, darn, there's a convention here. And like, I was like, (laughs) "Mm, I don't trust this, Keith. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. Anytime somebody says that, like, "Oh, you're not going to be able to get a room," it's like you're not going to be able to get a reasonable room. I personally do not want to spend like a thousand dollars on a hotel room for a night, but if it's if that's the cost of staying alive, I'm staying alive. And
1: that has nothing to do with Keith. I mean, even the area, just the fact that there were no like street lights and. And it seems like the owner is not very concerned about their property. You're just like, "Mm, getting bad vibes all around here. Every
0: Airbnb is like this, though. Like you show up and there's there's a list "Mm, of instructions. I
1: don't. I think maybe we changed the code. Oh, no, we didn't change the code. I remember the Airbnb we rented for the short that we filmed. The lock never worked properly. No. I think we just eventually learned that the latch, if you just hit the latch the right way, the door would open. And so once we got in, we just made sure that there was always one person inside the house for two days. Yeah, and
0: we didn't leave any equipment in there that we didn't want stolen.
1: No. Ah, Airbnb life.
0: The funny thing about that neighborhood too is that Bill Skarsgård is like, oh, you, I don't know if you got a good look of the the place outside, but like I wouldn't I wouldn't stay out there. And it was just like it looks fine. It, it was looks, just dark. It, like, yeah, it was. It just looked like a regular ass neighborhood. But the next morning, when she wakes up and goes to her car, it's just like, oh fuck, this is a weird neighborhood. Like it is abandoned, spray painted, half burnt down, falling apart, except for this one little house that's got a manicured lawn and isn't a giant bag of shit.
1: Yeah, that was really good directing on the film's part because the way they revealed that was great because we drive in at night and we spend a lot of time outside. Like that's the whole reveal is on the house. Mm-hmm. It's raining. We see her car. We see her humming and hawing, trying to get in the Airbnb. And so we see those neighboring houses, but they're all in shadow. Yeah, It's really good. And also it's it's mirrored later on in the film when we take a little transport back in time to what the neighborhood looked like before it was abandoned. So mm-hmm. you get three different interpretations of this one neighborhood and it's all based on um like your perceptions of it because there's this like, you know Edward Scissorhands-y perfect uh, nuclear family neighborhood and as people are like, oh it's we gotta get out of here before we can anymore. Becoming
0: a dangerous neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for me personally, I uh, you know, if I were Tess, I it's tough. Like while we were watching the beginning of the movie, I was like, I don't think I would feel comfortable sleeping there as much as Bill Skarsgård's like a nice enough guy and everything like
1: I love when he's so nervous about the wine and and you think he's just being really weird because when she comes out of the bathroom he's sitting there with two glasses of wine yeah and the bottle and you're like this is fucking weird but But then he explains it in like this nervous awkward like you'd probably feel more comfortable if I opened it in front of you way and you're like oh that's that's super considerate. Yeah, like
0: whether or not you're going to have a glass, like I'm going to because I'm awake now and, and this will help put me to bed, I guess, or at least I'll stay up for a little while. But yeah, like just in case you wanted one, I'm going to open it in front of you. Because like, yeah, I love that she doesn't drink the tea. He's like, I'll make you a tea. It's no big deal. And he's like, I noticed that you didn't touch the tea and that's totally fine. I get it. Like, I'm not offended by that or anything. I'm a weird fucking dude. You don't know me. Uh, it's like, I, I, I like but it. But even
1: just like the calling attention to it and the stumbling over it makes you so fucking nervous. You're oh, like yeah. we don't need to talk about what is in the air right now. Like the yeah. more we talk about this, the weirder you fucking look. And like, that,
0: that's what I was talking about too, about how Bill Skarsgård's performance is actually like pretty great. Like it's so just,
1: fucking unreadable. He's just
0: a new. He's just a normal dude. And you yeah, you can't get a read on him because he could just be a fucking criminal mastermind, right? Like he knows exactly how nervous and awkward to be to look real, but at the end he could still be like, ha, I'm a serial killer.
1: What I love though is that Tess really has her wits about her. Yeah. And and it's really well directed on how every time she goes into a room, like when she goes in the bathroom, she locks the Bam, door.
0: Bam, yeah, just like hero moment of yes, like locking that door. When fucking she goes door, to the bedroom, she locks shot. the
1: door. Like she's just very smartly guarded
0: yeah I and that's honestly, why when she went to sleep we didn't see her lock the door we were both just like she because she was disarmed
1: down. by she, Keith's yeah. duvet charms <laughs> <laughs> that was the charmiest scene I have I have seen in a horror movie in some time yeah. I was smitten
0: And it, that's how all horror fans are gonna put the duvet cover on the duvet from now on yeah. I was
1: thinking about it because we need to change into our winter blanket and I was like I'm gonna do that I mean
0: I, I almost do that except I don't get in the duvet like I don't make it a, a, like a ghost outfit I
1: love it though I just stuff
0: my hands in. I'm like here we go we got it
1: no, you have to go stupid from now on.
0: Yeah. So at some point, she, you know, Tess gets locked in the basement, and uh, she discovers a that door passageway. seems. So,
1: but when that the closet door, the closet door, when the basement door closes on its own, yeah, it closes with a bit of a force. Like you
0: think that somebody's there pushing on it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ag- agreed. I think it just has a door closer on it. I think that's all it is.
1: It's strange though because so. Thinking about the first night, somebody's definitely in her room. The door is open and stuff. So whoever's in the basement is able to get upstairs. Yeah. That's fucking scary. (laughs) (laughs) They're able to open the unopenable door.
0: Oh, that's a good point. I didn't quite think about that. Yeah. Hmm. I guess there is a way to open that door that, of course, there's a way to open that door. We just don't know how.
1: Yeah, I think um, our killer, Richard Brake, who we'll get into, has it rigged somehow. Oh,
0: for sure. Yeah, because like he's definitely spent time down there.
1: Yeah, and he's definitely kept people down there.
0: Yeah. Um... That's the moment. Like, if if for some reason I stayed the night, the next day when I'm back and I get locked in the basement and I discover a hidden room, and that hidden room has a gross, disgusting mattress and a camera pointed at it, I'm getting the fuck out of there. There's also a bucket and a, and a bloody hamper on the wall. The fucking
1: pee bucket? But
0: yeah, I'm, nope. get, I'm getting the cops. Like, there's no goddamn way I'm staying in that house.
1: This film does not paint cops in a very good light. They are very non-helpful. <laughs>
0: agreed because um, she
1: tries a couple times to get them to come and they she, just don't give a fuck
0: she tries real hard they look at her they just assume that she's like some crazy homeless woman who's just spouting gibberish
1: but even before that when when somebody's chasing her about going into a house going into the house she calls and there's just not a car available and she's like great so i guess i'll just maybe get burgled
0: yeah, I mean, like, it's playing up on the, I mean, Detroit's a lot better than, it. you know, it has been. You know, D- Detroit's come a long way since The Crow, you know? Like, it's not, we don't, they don't have the Devil's Night stuff. They don't, you know, it's not just, like, criminal masterminds who are also evil entities roaming the streets. Yeah, but all we claiming know. Claiming the place as their own.
1: All we know about modern Detroit is it follows Don't Breathe and now this movie. <laughs>
0: There are a few documentaries that I've watched about modern Detroit. It seems like there's uh, also um,
1: you tried to make us move there because you're like we can do art and not have to pay rent. And I was like, that's
0: well, I don't an know if, option. I, that's that's the pie in the sky dream. But yeah, like there, are, it seems like there are areas of Detroit that are that are just like a, a wild west for artists. I mean, I
1: love the wild west, but the less wild.
0: I don't think it's nearly as dangerous as movies like to portray, but <laughs> hey, as a person who loves sleazy New York and sleazy anywhere. It sounds anywhere, like
1: there's a lot of monsters there, like I... supernatural
0: monsters. Yeah, this is why we should move. We could start a cryptid podcast.
1: <laughs> I mean, we can start a cryptid podcast right now.
0: We could. We uh, should. <laughs> anyway, I love I love it when, uh, when a place looks and feels dangerous, <laughs> and, and especially in movies, right? Like, it's just, it's just fun. It's I mean, heightened it's, it's reality. it's free
1: set dressing is what it is. Sure. That neighborhood
0: was dope it looks exactly like the neighborhood from don't breathe you know every house is is falling apart except for one that's being manicured by some crazy person at some point we find out that like right after bill skarsgård gets killed by this monster that's living yeah in the we're basement. in this
1: dark dank basement where it's very dimly lit and then we hard cut to what i would call chapter two of the movie oh yeah uh where justin long is driving down the mountains in california and it's the sunniest most beautiful fucking day.
0: Yeah, and then of course uh, he he gets a phone call from his agent and his manager basically saying like hey, you're fired off this project because yeah, this this other actress that you were working with uh, says that you raped her. There's going to be a big exposé in in the Hollywood reporter coming out and your career is over. It's unclear at first whether or not this is something that he actually did, but you find out pretty quickly that he probably definitely raped a girl. Um and has gone back to Detroit to sell a property that he owns, which happens to be the house that our characters are staying at at the beginning of the movie.
1: Yeah, and it's really fun, kind of the opening act with Justin Long, because we're halfway through the movie at this point. Things have been fucked up, but it's the beginning of the movie for him. Yes, and uh, seeing him be kind of a chauvinist, actory, rich snob asshole is. A lot of fun.
0: Oh yeah, it's great.
1: The humor in the the whole his whole like discovering the house is a mess sequence, so much fun.
0: <laughs> well even just that he's he's think he's trying to sell this place, so he's trying to like uh he's trying to figure out whether or not
1: uh the basement within a basement adds to the square footage of the house. Oh
0: my god, it is the funniest fucking thing. Anybody who opens a fucking like torture chamber spare room would be horrified, except he's like, wait a minute. Is this an additional room? Can I add this? Like extra? Like he doesn't even see the 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 gross bed. His his brain is blind to the camera that's there. The bloody print on the wall. He's just like pushing stuff out of the way. I could have watched him walking around measuring rooms for an hour and a half. (laughs) He He pushed
1: away that disgusting (laughs) bed that definitely had like blood and shit and piss on it. Yeah, and
0: then he was like, ugh. So funny. He's he's going down these stairs. He's not even scared. He's just like, oh yeah, this is great. He's just like laughing to himself, measuring shit, taking down note, uh, taking down measurements. Ah, oh, fucking hilarious. And but that's where we start to get a better look at what the underground situation looks like. Uh, we find out that Tess is still alive. Bill Scarzgard did not make it. He's no. oh fuck. He got his head smashed real good. And uh, you know, Justin Long winds up in this this cage with Tess. Justin Long, his character's name is AJ, winds up in a cage with Tess, uh, and we find out that she is just trying to be this weird, gross, underground mom to them. Like, she's kidnapped these fully grown adults, but she's treating them like babies. Like, and she's like feeding them bottles and shit, and she's like, buh, 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 buh. It is so fucking weird, and it just gets weird real fast.
1: Yeah, total fucking don't breathe vibes with the uh, like turkey baster sequence. You're right? just like, oh god, I do not like how far this has come. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. What's up with what's up with Detroit? Just like locking people in basements, right? And and, and f- giving them fluids. <laughs> oh, gross. oh, gross! I hate gross. fluids. Gross. <laughs> it's not too long before we jump back even further, though, and we see Richard Brake, who you mentioned earlier.
1: I love that we get a bit of a snapshot of this character, the villain, I guess, their origin story. Yeah. Um, Because it turns out that Richard Brake is this serial killer Mm -hmm. who has very deliberately made this lair to trap women and, you know, have babies and then have babies with the baby. Wasn't that what the the homeless man said? He was like, have babies with the babies and then what she is is like a result of the babies with the babies with the babies. Yeah,
0: she's just like... like generations of incest it's just like super gross shit but yeah like it's so fucking like economical like how it moves with the Richard Bragg story Uh, the camera lens is also weird like crazy wide fish eye shit it looks so snapshot
1: of just the type of serial killer he is is so good we just see him Kind of randomly spot this person who we know is going to be like a victim. Yeah. And he dresses up in in like a mechanics uniform, but I guess he's like the plumber or something. Yeah, he says he's
0: like part of like the city works department. And he
1: just goes into her house and he unlocks a window
0: that's it that's all we see but we know everything that you fucking happens.
1: know he's coming back that night like ugh.
0: and his neighbors are like hey you know it's just wanted to let you know we're selling the place you know before it's too late like it's that part of the white flight from Detroit everybody's leaving he's like I'm not going nowhere and he just like walks back into his dirty house I mean it looks great on the outside but inside it's a fucking disaster closes the basement door behind him and that's the end of the, the story that we see like we know for a fact that that fucked up room with the bed and the and the camera is his we let find out that he's still alive he's in like a weirder deeper part of the basement just just like buried in like gross garbage and liquor and his, his fucking VHS tapes Ugh. of all the women that he's murdered this
1: felt very much like a spiritual twin with X and Pearl coming out later this year okay. like I I wasn't a huge fan of X. Like, it wasn't everything I kind of wanted it to be. It looked amazing. Mm -hmm. I just wanted more than, like, a standard slasher out of it. Yeah. And I'm very excited for Pearl because I felt like, oh, I want more of this murderer. I want to know more about them and their history. Well, it it seemed
0: like you were supposed to know more about them, so yeah. Yeah,
1: and this film gave me both in, like, one helping. You know what I mean? Like, the flashbacks to the past, like, it made the present stuff even better. Yes. Because just seeing that villain and not knowing anything about them and then being like, oh, bottle this. You're like, okay, we've kind of seen a darkness dweller before. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we've seen the grotesque woman killer. We've seen, you know what I mean? Like it felt like, but you like know, the where monster... does she come from? Yes. Like it's, yeah. Cause it was giving me the descent. It was giving me the monster at the end of wreck. Like we've, sure. we've kind of done this darkness dweller before, but to give it this, you know, sinister nuclear family story. Yeah. You're just like, oh, fuck yeah. Well, you to
0: see like, the, the, when I first saw her show up, I was like, oh, this is like a monster that's like existed for, you know, however many years. Like, whatever. It's just, you know, um, like a chud. What is it? Like uh, the subhuman dweller. What the fuck you
1: call that? Like in Futurama, dwelling. the mutants?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, the mole people that live in the center of the earth? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, kind of like that. But no, to think to, to find out that it's just like some serial killer's fucked up child, uh, is, that it's just, just like barely human, is like And all such... it
1: knows is being a child or being a mother.
0: Yeah, so there's this weird... Birthing tape about how to take care of your baby. How
1: to breastfeed your baby.
0: How to breastfeed your baby that is just on loop in this gross room. And like that is such a weird thing when you discover it, but it's it's like the only bit of entertainment or or knowledge of the outside world that this creature has. And so it's it's actually kind of weird to call her a creature because she does become more human by the end of the story Mm -hmm. especially as you learn more about her but yeah like the way this movie delivers information is brilliant uh you know you would normally just have some character deliver some exposition like oh yeah that house is real creepy everybody always said maybe there was a serial killer who lived there but like i don't know and then and then you know your characters would like discover a tape and discover a book and discover photographs and then say directly to the camera what's happening and what they've discovered but i don't know just like the the way that this is broken up into chapters and how we keep going back further and further to see I don't know, the story of the house more than just the story of the people that are in it is is kind of brilliant how it unfolds.
1: Mm-hmm. I do feel, I guess and maybe this is just a personal preference but because I like a really um, contained story, I feel a little sad when we actually get out of the house. Yo,
0: when she went to go do her interview in like downtown Detroit, I was like, no, don't go. No, we, <laughs> we stay here. This yeah. is where the, like home is where the horror is. Let's stay home.
1: <laughs> but I was just talking about kind of in the finale where, you know, the woman escapes and is chasing the through this neighborhood and her and Justin Long are just trying to like get away from her uh huh I
0: you didn't love it at first no okay but you didn't love it at first but did it did it win you back over no. Damn!
1: <laughs> it's probably my least favorite thing about the movie. Okay. Uh, w- what is your point here? Because you sounded enthusiastic.
0: Well, yeah, because, like, the, the the other thing that is so is so interesting about this movie is that it would lose me and then win me back constantly. Like, okay, so we we hard cut from this horror thing to the Justin Long. We're going to find out that he owns the house, and then he's maybe going to wind up there or something. Like, I just assume this is another person who's going to come to the house. And then that happens, and then we cut, and we find something, and then... And and then we leave the house and i'm like okay we we've we were out of the house we fought the baddie oh the baddie's coming back but like once we're out of the house the monster becomes infinitely more interesting and it's only in like two minutes of the movie like first off she kicks down a fucking like cement wall, rips that off a was, dude's arm, and beats him to death it with it. It was a
1: great a moment of comedy. <laughs> yeah, like
0: oh, she ain't ever coming here. Bam com- comes crashing through the wall like the fucking Kool Aid Man and just murders him. Uh, but there's like a like she really is a mother to Tess. I I think she's she's had her kidnapped for at least a few days. Who I think knows it was how two long.
1: weeks. Two weeks. Yeah, because two when fucking
0: oh my god, Justin you're right. When Justin Long
1: is calling the the company that's managing his rental. They're like, oh, nobody's rented it in two weeks.
0: Okay, so I I thought that maybe this rental was off the book somehow. I don't know why I thought that. Okay, so that was literally just my dumb brain missing the fact that they told me how much time has gone by. Okay, well, she's also down there with no sunlight. She really has no idea of time. I have to say, the
1: energy she had to climb out of that uh, cage hole. Are we talking about like, the monster lady? No, I'm talking about Tess climbing. Okay. Her jumping in and climbing out was like so, was like superhuman. Yeah. But when Tess did it, I was like, wow, she did that only on like bottle feedings. Yeah.
0: <laughs> maybe i should be bottle fed no (laughs) i gotta get that cave climbing strength here uh so like they, they wind up at like a water treatment plant she's chasing after them up this fucking rickety staircase and justin long the absolute shithead that he is is like i can get away but i need you to be a distraction and literally pushes her off the roof but this, he's kind of right. This monster goes diving after her because it's her baby. She's got to protect her child, and uh, and they both fall down on the ground uh, below. Uh, it Justin Long. It does it does give him enough time to get away. But he basically goes back to be like, I'm so sorry. I I mean, you were you were slipping. There was nothing I could do. Like he really rewrites history for himself. Surprise, surprise. Based on everything else that's happened to him as a character, but the monster you know the monster wakes up crushes his fucking head that was rad too right like okay sure puts his puts its thumbs in his eyeballs i just
1: felt like uh cheaper Creepers callback!
0: oh that's right yeah cuz he had totally had his eyes taken out in that i completely forgot but the the coolest move like i've seen i've seen thumb and eyeballs a lot I, I don't like it it makes me squick but uh but then rips his head in half like a fucking cantaloupe that was great it's 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 right after that where instead of being mad at Tess or trying to attack Tess, she really is protective. Like she sees that she's got a bullet wound and she's sad and she's like like you're you're hurt. I need to take care of you. She's
1: like I'm taking you back to the house. Yeah, I'm going
0: to take you back to the house like boo boo, boo 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 baby. Like she's she's saying you're my baby. And, and it's it's such a fun moment for Tess too because like she can see the compassion in this monster and she knows that ultimately it doesn't want to hurt her. It just wants to be her mother and take care of her but she still has to blow her fucking brains out because she's not gonna let her take her back to that goddamn creepy basement and good for her. Uh but like that was such a great moment. I fucking loved that. It was like the perfect button to end it on.
1: It was great in, in that kind of like I think you should leave moment of the film. How like <laughs> um you know how the film Creep, the found footage film Creep yeah, yeah. is like an exercise in uh, when is it socially okay to bail the fuck out? Yeah. And for Tess it's literally the end of the film. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she keeps <this> is- <laughs> she keeps fucking going back despite her better judgment. Like she, yeah. she, she goes has- back
0: to save judgment. John- Justin Long. She we has got good, glossed over that. She
1: has good fucking judgment and she has she's a good human being. She has she's got she's got a stand-up character, and she keeps doing these morally good things, but the very final moment of the film is her doing something that's morally maybe against her code of ethics, mm-hmm. but for self-preservation, she's finally choosing herself.
0: Yeah. That's yeah, that's great. Man, what a f- Fucked movie. Like, what a crazy, fun movie. The weirdest goddamn movie that you're probably going to see in the movie theater
1: this year. Just wild, crazy, funny, and... Like, hits some taboos.
0: Yeah, like, it's just, it's it does stuff that you don't expect from a big-budget movie. Not that this cost $100 million, but, you know, we saw it at our local multiplex. We didn't have to go to the boutique art house theater to go see some weird indie movie about a, a monster, like a serial killer's bastard child living in a basement trying to mother people that it kidnaps. Like, this was a big movie from to, 20th Century Fox. It tried to breastfeed Justin Long. <laughs> Yeah, this is like dangling its boob in his mouth, and he's like, Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, what a f- fun movie. <laughs>
1: yeah, I had a lot of fun with this. I definitely want to see it again in the theater before it goes because Can't wait. I just to capture kind of the audience's reaction to things. Yeah. I love uh, revisiting a movie when you know, like, the punches and you can kind of, like, eh, for like, lean back to hear what the, the audience is doing.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I like
1: to cringe along with them, re cringe.
0: <laughs> so, Kim, with uh, with all that in mind, how would you rate Barbarian?
1: I'm going to give it a three and a half out of four.
0: That's exactly where I'm at, too. I'm giving this a 3.5. I think this is such a fucking wild ride and easily one of my favorite theater experiences of the year.
1: Mm-hmm. Really fun.
0: Yeah, please do go check this movie out, even if you even even if you've made it to the end of this episode and we've spoiled everything for you it's definitely worth going to hear the audience's reactions to everything i hope you've i hope you've already seen it before listening to this episode but i think i think it was a good idea for us to put this in the regular feed anyway because i i want people to go see it maybe i'm just not maybe i'm just not like in touch with the buzz for this movie mm-hmm. but it's not like it 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 doesn't have the same anticipation that, say, a Halloween ends has.
1: Well, I think also, too, talking about this movie is going to be really hard because... I want to see it remaining in, like, spoilery corners where, where oh, people sure. aren't talking about. Like, hey,
0: you heard about this fucking barbarian.
1: Exactly role. how, like, everything, you know, beyond the first 20 minutes is being talked about in, like, secret discords. Yeah. And yeah, podcasts yeah, yeah. with tons of spoiler warnings beforehand. Because I want people to experience this for the first time. But I also want to talk to people about it, which is yeah. going to be really hard. So if you have seen it, please let us know what you think. We have a spoiler channel in our our Discord, actually. Nofspodcast.com slash Discord i uh, please let us know what you think, because I do want to talk about this fucking movie. But I, I also want everybody who sees it to see it knowing nothing. Yeah,
0: right. Kudos to the marketing department for not butchering this fucking movie. It was the title
1: movie. card, John. The title card sold it alone. Yeah,
0: I know. But nothing that we saw in the trailer.
1: And the title card's
0: good. Yeah, and the title card's good. Fine. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Hit us up on Twitter at NOFSPodcast. Uh, in the Nightmare Film Street Discord that Kim mentioned at W... <laughs> yeah, now I'm adding Who does DRLs. W? At uh, https semicolon dot dot, uh, dot forward slash forward <laughs> yeah forward slash forward slash www dot dot com slash discord um
1: d i s
0: spell that out yeah why did I anyway yeah hit us up uh, hit us up anywhere that you want to talk about this movie we want to talk about this movie with you uh, and I know for a fact that the your fellow fiends in the Discord will also be chatting about this in the spoiler zone.
1: That's it from us this week. If you want even more Nightmare on Film Street, consider supporting us uh, in our Patreon, The Fiend Club, at nofspodcast.com slash fiendclub. John mentioned at the top of the show, we've been releasing Midnight at Camp Blood, bonus episodes of the Friday the 13th franchise, and... Also, head to nofspodcast.com slash challenge to download your official challenge guide uh, for our spooky October-long horror movie marathon.
0: Yeah, there'll be links to all that in the episode description. So wherever you're listening to this, just, just grab your phone. The link is right there. You can just click on it to go. But until next time, I'm John.
1: I'm Kim. Stay, Stay creepy. creepy.
0: It appears you made it out alive, but we'll get you next time. Help us to grow the horde. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe. More terror can be found lurking on our website, nofspodcast.com. Until next time, stay creepy, fiends.